1: You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the battery box. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. And today we are joined in studio with the skipper of the Hempstead Mustangs. And the Hempstead Mustangs are coming off a remarkable run last season. Jeff Rapp is here. He is entering his 11th season as the head coach. He was the Mississippi Valley Coach of the Year, the Telegraph Herald Coach of the Year, the Northeast District Coach of the Year, the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast Ed Fan Coach of the Year, and his squad last year was 16 and 2. They were conference champions and fell just short of the state final losing to Ankeny. Coach, Rapp, welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast.
0: Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here.
1: Tell us about your expectations heading into the 2021 season. I would say out of all of the area coaches, you probably and your program have the highest expectations heading into the season. What are you hoping from the guys?
0: Well, you know, as I stated um, in our our post-game interview after we got beat in the uh, sub-state semifinal against Ankeny, I said, you know, our our expectation is that we get back out of the state tournament. And our expectation is that we win the conference. And our expectation is we're one of the top teams in the state. Um, You know, that doesn't become a hope. That becomes an expectation with this team and everybody we have returning. Um, You know, I... I don't think those are. I don't think those are pipe dreams. I, I think those are expectations for me. Those are expectations from our from our players. Um, you know, with, with the people that we have back this year.
1: Now, coach, I'm a little disappointed here. You said in your your post game interview that was not with me. Correct?
0: That was uh, that was unfortunately down in Des Moines, um, up in the right field corner after we got beat, um, which is a tough time to do an interview. But um, yeah, that that it was not with you. Um, that was with, uh, I don't know, I don't even know who it was. It was uh, with the, the local media down there. I,
1: I, I was at that game, and they did not classify me as media, so I wasn't able to, to break that story. But I do want you to walk us around the horn, tell us about your infielders, who are returning starters, and who are some of the guys that are fighting from some, for some jobs. And also, give us a little scouting report on your infielders.
0: Infield, uh, infield wide I mean, we have we have a number of kids back this year. Uh, Trey Schaber, um and Zach Sabres were over at third base for us last year. Um, they'll both certainly play third base for us again this year, um, depending on, on pitching, of course. We um, got Kellen Strohmeyer back at shortstop. You got um, Dane Shope. Um, got some time there. Uh, at second base, he'll, he'll be fighting for a spot with – with Johnny Mary, who's a sophomore, who we brought up. Also with Cole Schwartz, who is new to our program from Bellevue. Um, you know, we got Lane Wells that can play either corner. Uh, played a little bit with us last year. We have uh, Mitch Hoyer, um, who's a senior over at first base. Gives us a left-hand option over at first base. Um, you know, those are those are most of our infielders that are, that are back for this year and, and that are all going to be fighting for spots and all going to see some time.
1: Who's tracking the balls down in the outfield?
0: Uh, MG Michael Garrett. Uh, you know, he's our, he's our staple in center field. Um, we got John Cornelius, who's an excellent player who was just caught in a mix of, of good kids and behind Devenu Daly um, last year, unfortunately for him. Um, Logan Rundy. We got Solon Munson in the mix that um, might see some time in the outfield. We got Brock Booth coming back, who started down in the sub uh, substate final for us in left field. Um, so we got we got lots of kids we can plug in out there.
1: Coach, you know how I love my polls here. We did a Twitter poll at Coach Manaman, if the listeners want to give me give me a follow. Best coverage of high school baseball in the Dubuque area. The poll was Which large school in the Dubuque area has the best returning staff? And Hempstead won that poll big time. Other question was who is the most feared returning arm in the area? And Logan Rundy won that poll. So tell us about your staff. And then I do want to focus in on Logan Rundy as well. Why do you feel that the community here in Dubuque voted your staff as the best returning staff for the upcoming season?
0: Well, I mean, we have a lot of guys that that slated a lot of innings over, you know, last year and and the year before. Um, if you're talking about Logan in particular, I, I I don't think there's any doubt. You know, I was talking yesterday to to some people about. Specifically about Logan on the mound. I mean, to me, he has the best stuff uh, of anybody, um, probably of anybody that I've ever had. It's just a matter of you know, is he going to be able to throw up strikes consistently? Is he going to go out and be dominant like he can? Um, you know, I think that's going to depend game to game and how he's feeling. But um, man, I mean, stuff wise, he, he's he's got as many pitches and as good a stuff as as anybody I've seen at this, at this level. So um, that doesn't surprise me that people voted him for that. Um, you know, staff wise, we we have, we have a lot back, you know, Brock Booth got a lot of innings for us last year. We got Sabres who, um, you know, wants to throw more, is going to throw more for us this year. Um, you know, Michael Garrett actually hardly had any innings for us last year, and that's, that's the result of the schedule that we played. But he's another kid that can, you know, step in and get some innings for us. Dean Shope is back for us. Um, didn't get a lot of innings last year because of the schedule. Um, Lane Wells, Johnny Mearing. I mean, we, we have a lot of quality arms, and we have arms that people haven't even seen or maybe even are, are thinking about right now. And guys that I haven't mentioned that can step up and, and give us some big innings as well.
1: Coach, I want to talk about uh, Logan Rundy here for a second. He was voted most dominant returning pitcher in the area. Last year, I projected he was going to be your number one starter. He was going to be the bulldog on the mound that whenever he started, you guys would win every single game. And his stats necessarily did not live up to the hype. And – You look at Andrew Henry, who you lost, he took that leadership role on the mound. So Logan last year had an ERA above five, and opponents hit 277 off him, which if I'm the head coach of the Mustangs, those are alarming stats to me. What has he done What has he improved on, and what does he continue to need to do that he did well last year to be that solidified ace of your staff?
0: Uh, You know, if I'm going off of numbers, those numbers scare me. Um, But, uh, you know, I'm not going off of numbers. I'm going off of experience. I'm going off of of seeing Logan for basically his entire playing career. Um, and knowing what he has the capability to do. Uh, What has he improved on? Um, I I think he's improved on um, his grittiness on the mound. I mean, he has the most experience certainly coming in. Um, He's improved his changeup, um, which I think can be um, a really valuable weapon for him this year. Um, You know, I I think he's improved his command. I mean, we'll we'll see when we get out and, and play actual games. Um, but at the same time, I think that's the one thing that he really needs to to focus on is his command and um, getting ahead in counts like like any other pitcher. Um, There's a lot of times last year he he wasn't able to do that. He went deep in counts and you know put himself at, at a disadvantage at times. but um, if he if he's able to to spot his fastball and to throw a secondary pitch for a strike, he he will dominate this year.
1: Who are the senior leaders of the Mustangs? Who are you relying on to get the guys in shape? Or if somebody steps out of line, they can grab them by the shoulder and pull them in and, and draw everybody in, remembering what the end goal is for the Mustangs.
0: You know, that's that's the one thing that we're going to have to find. Um, I, I don't know the answer to that question right now. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna see who steps up and takes that role. Last year it was Andrew Henry, hands down. And uh, I, I don't know that we have a personality like that this year. Um, that's that's kind of up for grabs. I, I'm certainly hoping, hoping that Logan and, uh, and Zach Sabers can take, the, take on that role. Um, those guys certainly have the most experience by far. They both played some time with us as eighth graders. So they're entering into their fifth year. And, and I certainly think that the guys around them um, look to them for that leadership. And I, I certainly hope they take that
1: role on. You mentioned some of these guys a little earlier, but who are some of the new guys to the varsity roster that we would not have seen in years past that we're expecting some big things from?
0: Well, uh, new guys, Solon Munson, who was was a sophomore for us, Um, you know, excellent, excellent player. And I I think improved a lot from last year, Um, you know, and, and, man, I mean, in, in some years he might be our best player. And this year, you know, he doesn't have to be – he doesn't have to take on that role as, as a young guy. But um, hoping to see good things from him. Uh, Johnny Mearing pitched a little bit with us last year. Certainly would have done more in a, in a full 40-game season. Um, looking for him to step up both at the plate, on the mound, um, probably a middle infield there depending on pitching again. Um And then Cole Swartz, who transferred in from Bellevue, is another live arm for us, can play multiple positions, Um, looks like a real good athlete. I haven't gotten the opportunity yet to see him in a game, but um, he certainly looks the part and looks good, you know, in preseason, swinging the bat, running, fielding, throwing, everything. So um, really looking at at those three guys coming in, um, those guys that are really going to help us.
1: I want you to think about your lower levels because I believe a program is only as good as as its lower levels. Also, the winning tradition and the contagious winning starts at the lower levels. Who are some of the guys that we may not see on varsity this year, but they might get at it to the roster come tournament time, or they might make a splash in 2022 or 2023?
0: Yeah, um, we have man, we we have a lot of people that are are certainly on the radar to make that splash. Um, as far as on the roster this year, you know, we're gonna have we're gonna have a very full roster, um, and we're gonna carry the maximum amount of guys going into sub state this year, um, which is a good thing for us. We've never we've never had that in the past. Um, we got some kids at the sophomore level, um, you know, several people that um, are really shaping up to be good players. Um, we have uh, Brody Ruffridge, who is kind of a Swiss Army knife at the freshman level last year, and, and he'll help us a lot at the sophomore level. Um, uh, Justin Potts is a freshman, really good athlete. He's a three-sport athlete. Um, he's going to fit in probably in a different couple spots, swings it from the left side, good speed. Um, we have uh, the crew kid that, that – uh, You know, as a freshman as well, left-handed hitter, left-handed thrower, uh, pitched really, really well at at the freshman level last year. Probably could have thrown at the sophomore level had we had a full season there again. But um, he's really going to help them out there Um, and and a number of other kids without going into, you know, naming this person and that person. And and, um, certainly can't go through them all. But uh, those are three off the top of my head that, uh, you know, we're really looking at. It will be in the face of the program here in the next couple of years.
1: I do want to throw out one name because I had him as a sixth grader and him and I were chatting the other day on our mass break kid to look out for be on the lookout for Reed Strohmeyer, eighth grader coming in. He's excited to be a part of the program. Reed, best of luck. I hope you do make your freshman squad as an eighth grader. I'll be pulling for you. I'll be watching from you up on the Hill. Now this is where this interview has changed a little bit, is last year I was not very objective. This year I I do want to be a little bit objective, and I do want to play a little bit of devil's advocate here. So I broke down your team, and I am going to identify what I believe is your team's greatest strength, and I want you to respond to that and tell me what you think is your team's greatest strength. And then we're going to talk about that greatest weakness or what you feel your biggest weakness is. And you know that I did identify a weakness for the Mustangs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure.
1: I think your great. You say that sarcastically, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> so I think your greatest strength is the success that this group of seniors has had leading into this year. We know that they were successful in baseball. We know they made a state run in football. We know they were a game shy of state in basketball. This group of kids has had success their entire life of being winners at every single level they played at. I think that is your team's greatest strength. What do you feel is your greatest strength as a team, and how would you respond to my view of their greatest strength?
0: Well, I guess to respond to that first, um, I, I can't say that I don't that I that I disagree with you. Um, you know, they have experienced um, a lot of success in a lot of different areas um, as far as the senior group, and. I I do think that success breeds success. I think if if you have that success early and often, um, that becomes the expectation for you. Um, That's what they know they're capable of. Um, So, yeah, I I don't disagree with you there, and I I do think that is is a strength of ours for sure. Um, I think if we're getting specific, um, again, like last year, I I think probably our depth and our offense is – going to be our greatest strength um you know i think even if we don't pitch it well i think we're going to outscore some people so i I think offensively we're going to shape up to be a pretty scary team both with the bats and on the base pass as well
1: i just want to say to everybody that listens to the dubuque area baseball podcast and says that i don't know anything about baseball every single coach has agreed with me so far Okay, so stop messaging me, telling me that I'm no longer coaching because I don't know anything about baseball. All right. You heard it here. Coach Rapp agreed with me. Now, this is where everybody's favorite coach becomes everybody's biggest jerk. Here is what I think is going to be the struggle for the Mustangs. And I have two of them. First one, you are losing way too much. You are losing five seniors. You are losing the Mississippi Valley Player of the Year and Andrew Henry. You are losing the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, Kevin Romberg, MVP Andrew Henry. You are losing the Nate Rambler Offensive Player of the Year, as named by the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, Devin Udaly. You are losing the entire right side of your infield in Max Pins and Andrew Henry. How do you replace those guys and how do you replace everything that you're losing? I think that's going to be your biggest downfall.
0: Um, How do you replace those guys? I mean, I don't know how you replace certainly the player of the year in that conference and people like Pins and Daily, who, who serve enormous roles for us obviously um, you know but we, we over at first base for instance we did have um, we did have Trey uh, fill in over there at times when when Andrew would pitch for us um, you know we do have Dane Chope at second base who like I said offensively is really good defensively can play both spots in the middle of the infield um, I think is probably one of our most instinctive best base runners um you know i, I don't want to say we're going to replace those guys and, and be as good because we haven't done anything yet but um i, I think we're going to be just fine i mean those, those might be weaknesses for us but I, I think we're gonna um you know we'll replace those guys i don't think anybody's unreplaceable well we'll put somebody in that spot and i guess see how they do but i think we're going to be okay
1: And then my other weakness for you guys, and this is just me being negative Nick here, negative Nancy and nitpicking everything, is I've seen it personally with Hempstead 2014 to 2015. I witnessed it last year with Western Dubuque, and it just seems like programs that have these lofty expectations coming in have not followed true to the script the following year. And I see that there's a lot of buzz on social media between parents and players about already announcing that it's going to be a special year, it's going to be a remarkable year before ever lacing up their cleats. So how do you as a coach and as a coaching staff and as kids make sure we're putting the work in and we're putting our first foot forward to get to that state championship and not even pretending like we've already been crowned. And to quote the late Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were, and we just crowned them. And oh, there, were that, some ex- that- there were some expletives in there, too, but this is a PG <laughs> podcast.
0: It, that, is, that is the million-dollar question, um, you know, and, and that's something that we're certainly going to focus in on. And that is one of my biggest, probably, probably my biggest fear as a coach is complacency Um, and it's certainly our job to come in every day and and replace that with hunger and I, i think that we have the group to do that like you said we haven't done anything yet i mean we we haven't we haven't won a game um we have the same record as everybody else and we haven't accomplished anything for for 2021. um you know like we talked about we we do have lofty expectations we do have big goals but, you know, as of May, May 3rd, uh, we, we, haven't, we haven't done any better than any team in the state.
1: Last question, and it came in from a listener. And it's just to get a little background of the coaches. And big high school baseball fan, and he's always wondered this about the local coaches. It's a three-part question, Coach. And it is, why did you get into coaching many, many years ago? I mean, you were my freshman coach back in 96. Why are you still coaching? What keeps you in coaching? And then when you decide to hang up those turf shoes and put the fungo away to have it collect dust, what do you want your legacy to be at Hempstead High School?
0: Well, I guess the first part of that is is, is easy. Um, I got I got into coaching because I, I, I like working with, with kids. I, li- I like the relationships that are built. I like years down the road. Um, you know to see how those how those relationships um, continue, um, and to have have guys come back and yeah, you know s- still be buddies with you, um, still be able to sit down and have a conversation, um, still do tribute uh, area baseball podcasts many many years um, down the road. So I you know I got into it for that reason, and certainly also for for the love of baseball. Um, is why i got into it a combination of those two things why am i still in it um at the end of the day i'm still very very competitive um and i need something to fill that um competitive need um i i still like to compete i still like to get after it i still like the grind i like to you know i like to see the kids go from from point A to point B, you know, where they are at the beginning of the season and, and how they progress and how they grow as people and how they grow as players um, is a fun part for me and and why I keep going. Um, as far as my legacy, you know, I, I don't think it really has anything to do with baseball. Um, I don't know how that's going to shake out or when, you know, when my career will end. Um, but I guess I want my legacy to be is that uh, I was – I was a fair coach. I gave everybody opportunities. Um, And at the end of the day, I I looked out for the person above
1: the player. Coach Rapp, thank you for joining us on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Best of luck to you, your varsity, your players, your parents. And um, if you enjoyed this podcast, find us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. And don't forget to subscribe. 643, we're out of here. Post-game show is brought to you by
0: Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.
1: Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Maneman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.